Uh, hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Hello Mentor. Uh, today we have Gideon and Penny from Bloom This, an e-commerce that delivers handcrafted designer flowers on demand or via subscription. Uh, by leveraging on technology and innovation in every aspect of the business, Bloom This is growing rapidly and disrupting the fragmented flower industry. Uh, Gideon is the CEO and brings his experience from the brick and mortar floristry business. Uh, he's currently innovating the way for people to create beautiful moments by delivering flowers. Uh, Penny, uh, she's the uh, creative director and is a passionate, uh, resourceful and versatile entrepreneur who looks to create meaningful impact with her products. Uh, she wants to create the most unforgettable gifting experience. Uh, and be the most sought-after floral company in town uh, and everywhere else. Uh, both uh, Gideon and Penny are actually married and co-founded Bloom This together in 2015 uh, with the emphasis on improving the entire flower delivery experience. Uh, and with that, uh, let's begin. Welcome, guys. Hey, thank you. Hi, thanks, thanks for, for having us. Yeah, thanks for doing this, uh, Gideon and Penny. So, I've known you guys for many years. Actually, since uh, I started the company, I think um, I met Gideon first. So, actually, we started about the same time. Yeah. Right? This was about four or five years ago. Yeah. 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 So, we have a kind of a long history together. <laughs> I've seen how you guys have grown. Yeah. Um, so, I, I want to first start about uh, asking more of like a personal question because you're co founders. Of Bloom this, uh, and you're also married, right? And you recently also have a child together. So like, wow, that's a lot of things going <laughs> on, right? So, like, how how did the both of you first meet? Oh, okay. Uh, this dated, I think, way back, uh, almost ten years ago. Ten years. Ten ago. years ago. Yeah, almost. I think. Yeah. So we we were actually uh, ex colleague. So we worked. Okay. Uh, we met in this uh, company um, uh, in a pharmaceutical company, lah. You know, where we were in the sales department. Okay. So I think I first knew Gideon is through a town hall meeting. Yeah, that's when I uh, know his existence. Was he speaking? Was he sitting <laughs> beside you, or what was it? I think more like um, um, maybe he's presenting something. Oh, he was presenting yeah, something. Yeah, I, I think so. It's quite vague, la, but uh, because I think uh, what stood out was his personality. Okay. You know, he is uh, very uh, extroverted and he's very uh, likable by a lot of people. Mm. Yeah, so I think yeah, that caught the attention. Oh. Yeah, but that wasn't the reason why we were together. Oh, that's not why. <laughs> but you met in that moment. La. Uh, I knew his existence. Oh, yeah. okay. So you knew, oh, but you didn't actually, um, how do I say? You weren't actually friends, but like, you saw uh, him for the Yeah, first just time. like, you know, the company is very big and, you know, the town hall meeting is also very big. So there's, there's a lot of people in the town hall. So we don't, there's a lot of uh, different sales department and yeah. different cross departments. Like, we don't really know people from other departments sometimes. Right. Uh, but uh, it was during that town hall meeting that I know that um, there's this person. Oh, yeah. so interesting. Because <laughs> uh, um, I imagine 10 years ago, you were, you were still quite junior, right? At the time. Yeah, so I would think so. Quite junior, yeah, you're quite yeah. young. Like, so um, what were you speaking about in town hall? I think it was a 
it was a meeting. It was a town hall meeting, lah. Right, I, right. I guess, but I'm not sure if it's really ten years. Maybe eight years, lah. Almost, yeah, I think. Maybe. Yeah. You didn't counting to. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to look like too bad, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I can't really remember actually mm. uh, what happened. But right. I guess Penny told me before. I was quite uh, loud and uh, noisy, probably at the. I find that very believable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely, right? Yeah. She probably look at who is this noisy, annoying guy, right? It's so irritating. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it so started with annoyance, lah. To oh, be really? honest, yeah. Oh, really? yeah, it like, yeah, it's like, oh my god, this person is just too loud. I like, oh, I need to like go a, somewhere else. <laughs> like a typical Korean drama. Like. That's how it <laughs> al- always starts, uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, never say never. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, so that's how you oh, okay, and then and then how did you? actually like meet and like become friends okay mm. so uh, we got a little bit closer when we uh, went on a work trip together okay. not really like together because uh, we cover like different territories different areas so one of the area that we cover um, that we share uh, is actually the east coast mm. so Kelantan, Terengganu and Kuantan okay. yeah so there's one day uh, you know we just get to know that uh, we are both traveling at the same time to cover that area, okay. so that's uh, that's where we you know invited each other uh, for lunch, you no know, for a company because when you travel outstation and yeah. work alone there is is you know it can be pretty lonely, right. you know. So when you have your colleague with you uh, who is at the same area, of course that like, hey let's hang out like that. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's how we uh, started to. Um, get to know each other better right. and uh, became friends. Yeah. Right, Before right. this, it was just like, okay, I know this, the person, the existence of this person, but we are not friends. Just like I know you, you know me, but we are not talking. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so he, so he didn't move from being the loud person in town hall <laughs> to a friend, la, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, there's progress, lah. There's progress, <laughs> progress, right? Because, <laughs> yeah, because uh, there, there wasn't anyone else traveling to this location. The well, there are a few colleagues, groups, yeah, but it's just that you know, uh, everyone has a different schedule, different see, traveling schedule, and different appointments. So that time we cover doctors, we ca- uh, cover uh, healthcare professionals. Okay. So our working place are mostly uh, revolving around the hospitals. The clinics, yeah. So, yeah. So, just so happened, yeah. That time we are covering the same area. So happened. Yeah. So happened. Yeah. <laughs> so happened. Yeah. So <laughs> you planned it, <laughs> No, oh. I don't think we were interested in each other back then. Oh, is yeah. it? Okay, uh, okay. Just like lunch buddies, like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, uh, partner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. I think it's quite yeah. common. We mm. were uh, pharmaceutical reps at the mm. time, so traveling outstation, those that cover outstation, it's quite common to like group together sometimes even like different companies if they know that oh you know uh, mm. friends are around the area we just you know just yeah. hang out yeah and also we share contacts as well because uh, for example uh, his contacts of doctors uh, may be different from mine but I, I may need his uh, connection to uh, help me to connect with a certain doctor uh, vice versa and all that so we share notes in, in that sense oh so it's like yeah. a very common yes thing, it's a common practice right, back right, then right, yeah. right. Mm. okay mm. so you became friends and then, like, when did it, like, go to the next stage? <laughs> How did it go to the next stage? Um, I, I guess after a while, um, I think one of the, after a while, we kind of like, hey, are you going to Kuantan again? Not Like, when's mm. your next trip kind of mm. thing? Mm. So we're like, try to uh, organize. Because, Plan together. Yeah, yeah, traveling alone and all that. So, you know, hey, since, you know, you, we cover almost the same area, right. same thing. And then we start to, you know, uh, 
make more uh, organized trip instead of just I oh, yeah, see we so bump more into each other. More intentional, yeah, <laughs> more intentional, yeah that's the word, right? <laughs> more intentional. So uh, I guess then then um, the connection starts to develop. That's interesting. Um, yeah, la, and I guess uh, we perhaps uh, enjoy each other's company at the time, found each other uh, interesting. And um, I'm I'm a great admirer of Penny uh, back in um, in in the pharmaceutical days mm. uh, because I think that she's incredibly hardworking, very capable, very intelligent, and uh, she's uh, uh, she's a, a go getter put it that way mm. And then these these kind of things really inspired me uh, when when I first met Penny. Wow. Uh, so I thought, wow, this this girl is very very interesting. Uh, like. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, maybe I got attracted that way la. One of the things that I got attracted to. Right. Um. Then I wanted. It was she. she was interesting la, So I wanted to get to know her more la. So mm. that's why. Hey, wanna go content together or not? Yeah. Eh? Then after. Hey, let's go for lunch. After then, Hey, let's go for dinner. You know. Oh, I can see. <laughs> I can see the. Get to know each other better. You know that kind yeah. of stuff. Your, uh, your, your first impressions of each other so different uh? yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so different first impressions so different yeah totally right yeah. I so think now still a lot a lot of things are quite yeah, different, yeah, different. Yeah. <laughs> so through like conversations getting to know each other better so I think that okay like, this guy got some substance like, not just uh-huh. loud like, uh-huh. you know? yeah things like that like. Mm. oh wow okay mm. yeah, so you, you kind of started dating when you were working together uh, later later, later. Yeah. Uh, after that mm. later mm. then um, yeah then I think um I moved on to another uh, company, mm. another pharmaceutical company uh, for a short while. Mm. Um, and then uh, that's when we started dating. Mm. I think mm. Mm, slightly before I moved on to the next pharmaceutical yeah. company, we already started yeah, dating. Slightly already. before. Slightly before. Mm. And then um, that, uh, that path was quite short for me mm. because I knew uh, at that time that um, I was already uh, trying out to build um, at that time, a flower uh, e-commerce, right. uh, which eventually failed, but we'll talk about that a bit later. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so at that time, uh, yeah, I think I had more time to spend with Penny and started to develop our our relationship I at see. that time. Yeah. So your first, when you were trying to start your first flower business, mm. um, uh, you were already dating, but you didn't you didn't actually work together on the business yet at the time. Is that right? Mm. That is actually like um, my second attempt already. So it's I started really right. the first attempt way, way even before mm. uh, I knew Penny. After, uh, after I, I, uh, I think after I graduated, mm. uh, a few years after working, I already started uh, helping. That time was the e-commerce that was I was trying to um, develop uh, for my mother's uh, flower uh, business uh, to digitize it, like building e-commerce on top of that. That failed and then stopped that and then um, went on to do other things ended up in uh, the pharmaceutical company which I met Penny um, and then uh, the attempt of uh, reviving the flower e-commerce again the second time mm. um, that's when um, that's when I was together with Penny already so mm. actually eventually when we got together uh, when we got together Penny was also involved in that process uh, the inception process of right, right. reviving another uh flower e-commerce right uh and we were doing all all that we can like inceptualizing to yeah. you know and, and i guess yeah la, so we can say that uh, from the early stage of our, our relationship uh we kind of always kinda been working been working together oh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. together if not sharing notes then <laughs> oh, wow. we're doing what we're doing right now yeah, yeah. so kind of seems to be like the 
foundation in which how we started in the that first place so anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remembered um, 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 how I get to know about uh, what Gideon is doing. Uh, is that he shared with me on this website uh, that he's developing. Yeah, so I think he's maybe you want to impress me or what I don't know. Okay. <laughs> this is the real story of how the company started. Yeah, so he, so he showed me a, a website, uh, uh, an e-commerce flower website, obviously. Yeah, so I was trying to be a good friend, like, uh, a good person, a la, good okay, person. Uh, who encourages an, another uh, fellow colleague of mine. So when I saw the website, I just told him that, yes, you are very talented. Yeah, so then I also uh, supported in a way that I bought flowers from him uh, to send it to my doctors mm. uh, and things like that. La. So I guess all these little, um, uh, little actions la, built up the whole foundation. But you never tell in truth how you really felt about the website. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. So, so, <laughs> so I was just trying to be nice oh, really? and encouraging. But when I first saw the website, it was horrendous. Honestly, oh, I'm like... <laughs> But you didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, I, I didn't say that because that time we were like so new. You uh-huh. know, we were just friends, a, a person that I just get to know. Mm. I don't want to be rude. Mm. You know, I just want to be encouraging. I just say that, yeah, you are very talented. I say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he felt, but but in my heart, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the worst website that I've been. <laughs> you are you are the makings of a very supportive partner. <laughs> You're like oh okay, but I nevertheless I still support uh, uh-huh. you know I buy flowers for my doc- uh, for my doctors and whatnot. So yeah, back then we don't even have an invoice. Yeah, so yeah. Oh wow, I'm so curious right now like what the website actually looks like. Do you guys actually save um uh, any, any screenshots of it? Do you have any? Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe I remember it in my mind. You remember yeah, mind, I remember uh, because oh. it was like. <laughs> <laughs> I remember how, how it looked like uh, How is it positioned But I, I don't have a copy of how it looks like <laughs> Maybe somewhere in my old hard disk Somewhere is there la, But uh, yeah, yeah If, if I look back today I also think it's uh, super ugly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, well um, uh, I, I suppose we jump to the, the business part But I also do want to say that Your current website this is very It's very good So I'm so curious Like what it used to look like Like before boom did, so. <laughs> After many iterations yeah, I after many iterations but That was so many years ago That one that, that version that Penny saw Was the first First version mm-hmm. uh, That was when um, um, When I actually decided to uh, Jump back into uh, Trying to revive the flower mm. E-commerce again Like yeah. I said I, I attempted once and then it failed already so um, I stopped that project and then I uh, was in, in employment for a while and then came out to do um, some of my own thing and that mm. failed again mm. and then um, com- got, went completely broke so I had to get a job again so I went back to do pharmaceutical because that's what I can do best yeah. uh, but at that time uh, already I'm thinking about reviving uh, the, the e-commerce for flowers again and so that's when uh, I started testing la. And then I asked Hey, you want to buy flowers? I, I got this website kind of thing, you know uh, how, but, how, uh, how did, did, did <laughs> you develop it yourself? Or like, uh, at that time, I got a web developer, you got developer. Uh, then, But what we did was uh, The thing about like We still have to develop the content la, Like the photo of the products and stuff like that With whatever uh, How to say DIY stuff that we could find la, You know, with some cloth behind And some uh, digital camera at that time, some lamp, whatever. So we shot whatever photos that um, uh, my, my mother that was a florist at the time made. So we just put those 
pr- products up and right. started la. with whatever we know la, at the time whatever <laughs> that can you know just yeah. make with it our over. limited knowledge yeah, back then right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine because I think um, probably you started because we, we started well you started before me but I remember even when I started um, at the time it's so new this whole e-commerce thing the startup scene yeah. was very new uh, and a lot of the education about what a good website is like what yep. a good mobile is like it's not really there yet yep that's right? right so I remember also when I first started I was kind of like thinking oh once I internet business <laughs> so I need a website right and I yep. paid someone to do it and yep. I remember showing one of my friends the earlier version and then she looked at it and was like uh, <laughs> oh, this one she was very honest like, with me like, yeah. <laughs> like, that looks like a blog and like, oh oops <laughs> so I can see like, but I suppose now you know like yeah it's how much you guys have grown and how the platform looks, right? So if you've been, um, so I'm very curious now, since day one you worked together, right? From the time you met, before you were together, until you're together, and you're still working together now. Yeah. Like, what, what's it like though, like, in your house? Like, are you, are you <laughs> kind of like, working 24-7? Like, is there a point where you cut out the work talk and it changes to life talk? Or is mm. it all, how, what is it like? At the start, um, so, okay, so I can go back to when, uh, when, when we attempted that, that second uh, website. Mm. Uh, we were already working together. Mm. And then I guess um, that time we had, a, we had an idea and I guess I met you. Mm. Uh, we were pitching the idea, eventually went to uh, Stanford yeah. uh, with the idea, yeah. came back and then, uh, then the inception of Bloomdisk came up mm. uh, after our Stanford program. Yeah. And then we... Um, went back to the drawing board, we, we inceptualized the whole concept again, and then we, uh, we embarked on Bloomdisk. That moment forth, I think for the next two years, mm. uh, we were literally just working. So how life was at home and at work, there were no different. Actually, in fact, our house was our uh, office, office and our, yeah. everything was production at home. Production place. Production place, right? Wow. Yeah, the flowers that we bought, uh, we kept in our own fridge. Mm. Uh, we literally removed all the food from our fridge, put flowers in there. So even the finished products, uh, we only got one big fridge, so, so we had to like, keep it there so that we can keep the flowers fresh and then get it delivered. Um, at, in, the, in whatever pockets of time we have. Uh, so you can imagine from, from the operation to the website building to customer service to delivery to anything. Lah. So mm. it's like just the two of us mm. for at least eight months. Mm. So the first period was really um, nothing but just a lot of work, lah, I must say. Um, and, and this is interesting as well because, uh, well, we started in 2015, Bloom mm. This, right? Mm. Um, at the end of 2014, mm. I already decided I wanted to propose to, to Penny. So um, um, we actually uh, bought a trip to Lombok, I still mm. remember, which was supposed to be on her birthday in June. Mm. Um, so come June in 2015, we were uh, already uh, maybe... Uh, two months, three months into Bloom This, mm. uh, we already got like orders that we had to fulfill and it's like weekly uh, uh, fulfillment. That time was the subscription model. So we had to make sure that we get our products out. Uh, it was difficult for us to make that call, but I had to cancel that trip. And that trip was supposed to be me trying to arrange for a proposal. <laughs> and I had to pivot the entire proposal, do a weekend thing at Ipoh and, you know, propose to her and then get back to work, that kind of oh, thing. Oh, wow. So <laughs> should have just go to Longbo. <laughs> <laughs> should have, right? I should have just <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, what I'm trying to say is that the early stage of our lives were really very much uh, about work. And right. it was 
a bit difficult, I must say, uh, because there was a, a very weak line between uh, the relationship and work. Yeah. Uh, but as, as we progress, looking back today, uh, I think what we do is uh, we try to compartmentalize uh, what is work and uh, what is family and mm. personal time. Mm. So we try, uh, we tried many different strategies. <laughs> you know, we tried like, okay, you cannot talk about work on the weekend. Like, oh, uh, okay, right. you know, you, uh, after work, we're not supposed to, uh, after working hours, we don't talk about work and things like that. In, right. Initially, it was very difficult. Lah. I okay. mean, the weekend things were very difficult and all. Yeah. But as we progress, I think we, uh, we managed to uh, not uh, bring work up, uh, especially like after, after working hours, the moment we get into our own home, mm. And uh, like during weekends, unless uh, we absolutely need to, mm. and then uh, we would ask each other permission. Hey, can I talk about work for a while? Like, I, can we? Can, can I like bring, like talk about this because it's mm. important? Then, mm. or sometimes we even schedule work discussion into our calendar mm. uh, so that we compartmentalize that time for that work. That is so interesting. It's a strategy we try to, you know. Yeah. So I must say that you know, uh, in the beginning, it was uh, really fun and interesting. You know when. When I mean, both of you are so, uh, both of us are so um, um, excited mm. about uh, what's gonna come. Yeah. You no, know, we were so excited about work, so we talk about work day and night wherever we go and things like that. But actually, it's actually not healthy. Yeah. Uh, because in the long run, that um, that whole uh, energy yeah. uh, can diminish. Right. Yeah. Even though you're working on something that. You know, both of us are so passionate about. Mm. Yeah. So I think the key is that to find a balance mm. and to replenish that energy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And and so yeah, so you kinda like from my hear is that like you kinda need some some practice. Uh, we use the word practice la, like talking about life or so mm -hmm. Right? Because like yeah. since day one you've always been like work. So you're very used to each other, right? Yeah. 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 It was really fun in the beginning. I must yeah. say that, you know, you mm. you don't feel like it's you, you don't even feel that there's a need to separate. Yeah, yeah. but without knowing, yeah. not separating um, the discussion yeah. can actually do uh, harm mm, than right, good. Yeah, right. actually we don't even know that it's actually harming us. Yeah, until a point of time that you know where we realize that hey, um, something is missing. Yeah, so that's where we dig and you know come up with all these practices. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's mm. good. Like, mm. I, and a lot, of, and, and I think this is a very interesting conversation because. Um, I think a lot of people meet their partners from work mm -hmm. and they could mm -hmm. still be working together mm -hmm. yep. and like knowing this is quite important right like mm -hmm. I met my wife from work oh. and mm -hmm. so um, uh, we didn't work together as long as you guys did like. but I can see the why the conversation can continue on at night mm -hmm. and then and then uh, we over time we have to kind of learn how to talk to each other not about work related stuff or mm -hmm. or when we talk about life we have to learn how to not talk in the same way you talk about work. Like That's right. Down. You know, mm -hmm. the, you know, like, because when you talk about work, sounds very intense, but then yeah. when you talk about life, it's more of like a heart to heart thing. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, it, it takes a yeah. lot of time to figure yes. stuff practice, out. Practice, like you so say, practice, quite true. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I find it so interesting that I actually put stuff on the calendar to say, this is like, mm. like Yeah, because otherwise, time. both of us will just forgot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, there's a thin line and you, mm. you kind of drift between, because work and, we are so passionate about it, it becomes part of our life and yeah. it's very natural for us to just, hey, we think of something in the middle of the night, we'll wake up and say, hey, you know, let's do this or it's just very natural to, to drift into talking about work because we are something we are so passionate about. Mm. But like Penny say, unrealizingly, uh, it kind of uh, um, becomes the priority mm. and then uh, the relationship bit 
kinds of like uh, take a back seat, which is dangerous. Mm. Today, uh, I I would I would always believe. I mean, the foundation has to be right where the family has to be first, mm. and uh, our love, our family is the foundation of all things. That's what I believe in. So that has to be uh, solid. Mm. If not everything else you build on that foundation, if that foundation is not solid, everything else crumbles. You see, yeah. so. Um, uh, we didn't understood that in the first place mm. until uh, after a while then we said hey we have to place priority and importance in developing our re- relationship as well and so that's where we have to do this shift so that's when the calendar blocking comes in these are like strategies lah, you know uh, right. cannot talk about work have to ask for permission now it becomes a bit more natural yeah. uh, for us to, to do it we yeah. probably don't have to take so much effort anymore yeah um, and I must say also the team is bigger now we can really then we have to do everything from end to end today we got a very good team that that, that we can rely on that mm. makes it easier for us to achieve this as well uh, after so many years yeah. but yeah initially we have to really take effort to make that switch uh. yeah like, <laughs> like I, I, I love this conversation I think it's so interesting and um, uh, because the other thing I was like uh, curious about I was going to ask you was when you are business partners, it's very common to disagree on things and like you know like and have like uh, arguments and debates, right? It's very very normal, uh, and it's also very normal to have this when your husband and wife. <laughs> so like in your situation, it sounds like it's compounded. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> at work is really you have yes. a lot of things you are you are trying to get uh, agree on, and then yeah. at work life also is a bit like that. So yeah. Yeah. how do you manage uh, that? Like um, like mm. what's the white word? Conflict is a strong word, but how how do you manage like when you don't agree with each other? Like, mm-hmm. how, yeah, do you have a technique or a system that you use? You know? A technique or system? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not technique, but how how the, how does this play out typically? Um, it's definitely um, I put it this way: uh, conflict is a given lah, and yeah. in any circumstances, right? Yeah. So uh, I think the the the. The first and most important thing is that when we uh, have defined our clear roles, let's say work, uh, yeah. initially it's like I say, great, plus it's only two person do everything, so everybody yeah. do everything. But given our personalities, we, Penny and I are already very different in a lot of ways. We, mm. we, we are more different than alike actually in mm. our characters and mm. a lot of things actually. Mm. So although it seems... Uh, very unfit because we are so different mm. at the same time uh, it is also if we get when we get this right it is quite complete because we can cover a lot of blind spots the, the, my blind spots actually can be seen by her I see. Uh, and, and vice versa so um, when we define our roles very clearly uh, that helps in uh, managing the conflicts already so if, if let's say for example in the case of Bloom this um, when it comes to creativity product designs um, this kind of uh, innovation mm. I completely have no say and mm. I don't even want to say anything because mm. I, I know I'm not good at it and if yeah. I don't even trust myself when it comes to these things right mm. so I have to leave it to Penny mm. and so Penny is the one that that calls these shots and, mm. and in other areas uh, then if it's my role then I, I take the lead so when these things are more defined uh, it kind of minimizes uh, the conflict so when we have conflict we kind of like go back to okay uh at the end of the day, who calls the shot because uh, it's, it's uh, in whose areas. And then when it comes back to our relationship, then uh, Penny's always boss. La. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> we'll go back home and Penny's boss. La, so. Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try you're the CEO at home. Right? <laughs> at home, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for me, I don't really have like a 
technique, a specific technique, but uh -huh. it all, for me, it boils down to a very basic or fundamentals uh, values, lah, which is called respect. Mm. Yeah, I would say uh, sometimes you know why we have conflicts or like arguments is uh, it is it may be because we might be looking uh, um, down or looking at the person's point of view very differently. So we always tend to think that you know I am right or the other person is wrong or uh, uh, my method is better than the other person. So I think all these kind of uh, uh, arrogant thinking, right, or arrogant behavior should be just. Um, um, wipe out and think of um, um, think of the other person's point of view and also begin with uh, respect so we can't be possibly loving each other if there's no respect if there's like yeah. no belittling um, yeah. disrespect um, dishonor yeah. and you know crossing boundaries and all that so drawing boundaries is actually very important like knowing uh, what is the boundary of the other person yeah it mm. can be partner it can be husband and wife mm. i think everyone has a boundary mm. it's not for us to simply cross it mm. uh, boundaries is for uh, are for us to respect mm, mm, yeah mm. i love mm. that like, mm. i love like like talking about boundaries because people sometimes um don't understand the need for that right because mm. let's say you're a couple you mm. know you did that the people don't understand that you're still people mm. in the end like you're still mm. an individual in some sense yeah. like, right? so mm. there still needs to be some boundaries when yeah. you kind of communicate with each other mm. yeah. and I, I love how you mm. talked about blind spots it takes an incredible amount of uh, self-awareness I think to kind of admit that people have blind spots like we have blind spots mm. yeah exactly something so simple that people don't yeah, believe exactly. you yeah like, exactly and mm. if you want to talk about tactics right? I think uh, recently what we practice is a lot of like introspection uh, so one of our um, ways for us to resolve conflict is really to introspect first mm -hmm. to look into ourselves mm -hmm. and um, think of like what can I do better mm -hmm. uh, for the other person uh, yeah, yeah. instead of like uh, I am right all the time mm -hmm. you know? yeah yeah, I know right so, so even like for, for me and my wife like obviously our, our personalities are also very different mm -hmm. like uh, I'm actually the introverted one mm -hmm. and she's more extroverted mm -hmm. you know and um, uh, personalities are naturally different plus everyone's upbringing is different like family sure. values are mm. different and that's right when you put us together like you're bound to like have disagreements <laughs> yeah, right sure. and having to figure that out is not easy yeah. mm. right mm, so um that's interesting so i want to ask you about your background a bit mm, penny mm, like mm. you actually came from a food nutritionist background right and you went to pharma and now you're doing like you know like a what, what do you call it? Do you call it a floral business? E-commerce. Right? Technology business. Technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technology. A floral e-commerce technology business. Yes. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, how does your background, in some sense, kind of um, help you with this running boom? This? Yeah, so uh, I actually majored in food science and nutrition. Mm. So how I get into this... Uh, program or, or this course is actually not really by choice mm. okay but it's actually by circumstances I would say okay yeah so uh, after SPM um, you know my family uh, actually faced some difficulties uh, okay. financial difficulties so I could there's a potential for me not going to the university yeah mm. so then that's where I start panic and then I try to look for possible ways for me to get into the university so I saw this um, advertisement by um, the university saying that okay uh, with uh, uh, this kind of result seven A's or whatnot uh, you can apply for a scholarship yeah so that course was 
food science and nutrition. I see. Yeah. So it wasn't really my my true interest, but I just thought that hey, hey, there's a chance for me to go to the university. Right. So um, so I submitted my uh, application and then I went for the interview with the university. Then um, I think a few weeks later, I got a call and they said that hey, hey uh, you are being selected as our scholar. Yeah. So. Yeah, you may join and study this course. I'm like, yes, yeah. I can go into the, <laughs> university. the university. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So it was a partial um, scholarship, so I still have to pay uh, yeah. the other half. Okay. So yeah, that's how I get into uh, the food science and nutrition course. Yeah. Mm. So doing this course because it's a science, uh, scientific based course. So we do a lot of experiment. We do a lot of. Um, we come with a lot of hypotheses. You know, uh, we study constants and variables. We study methodology. Uh, uh, methods on how to conduct the experiment and finally like what's the result mm. so I think this um, method actually helped me uh, in my day-to-day -day, uh, business mm. yeah so uh, we always look, for, for, for me I look into like um, uh, what is the hypothesis what yeah. could it be and what are the methods that we can use in order to get the goal that we want and of course finally is to measure the result whether uh, how successful um, other campaigns and all that. So, like what Gideon said, I'm uh, involved mainly in the creative side of the business. Mm. So, creativity, um, as opposed to popular belief, is actually very methodological. Can be methodological. It's not like all over the place that oh, I, I think of the sun and moon and the stars. Yeah. It's not about that. It's a lot on uh, conceptualization, right. uh, research, um, uh, planning, and uh, getting uh, market feedback. Um, collecting data, I would mm. say, uh, and finally to create or churn out the product right. uh, that you think can sell, and then finally measure the success of the launch. Wow. Yeah. So I think um, that study, although um, I spent four years studying that course, okay, I wouldn't say that I don't enjoy it. I enjoy part of it uh, because another part I have to work, obviously, yeah. because to pay my tuition fee and all that. Yeah. So I think all these ex uh, experiences actually help me uh, um, to be the person I am today. Mm. So this journey is quite difficult. La, and right. I give thanks or attribute, you know, um, um, uh, the perseverance um, back to my uni days and my upbringing yeah. Yeah, because I have to um, fulfill I still have to pay another, uh, I still have to fulfill I mean I have to honor my scholarship by giving back to uh, the university um, by helping um, some um, by helping the university to do uh, work for example I work in the university lab yeah. I work in their uh, property management office I uh, also I think work in their library before, mm. yeah. And on top of that, I also have part-time job outside right. that help me to that I want to earn the money to pay for my school fees. So right. I think all these um, experiences, um, you know, make me a better person today in how I conduct the business. Right, right. It shapes your character. Yes. I also find it uh, quite common when I interview people and talk to people. I find those like because like Gideon obviously said that you're a go-getter mm. when he first met you and all mm. that, right? I think a lot of, I mean, it sounds like you actually went through a lot of personal struggle and, and it's, very, it's like a very common thing that a lot of high achievers go through. It's like the pain actually ends up becoming something that gives you strength, you know, like the, or it gives you that character, right? Mm -hmm. And because and, um, sometimes people think that oh, when you see someone that has like, achieved some level of success, they don't actually understand how 
how many challenges or difficulties you actually have to go through, right? That made you who mm. you are, mm. right? It's like the, it's like it's not so much about the actual success, but the personality of the person, mm. Yeah. Mm. right? Yeah, I also wouldn't say that you know we are like successful. I think we are still very very far from That's it. Very good, yeah, humble. but yeah. I think we are making progress, <laughs> la. <laughs> <laughs> making progress. Yeah, we try, we try, trying, I trying. We all try, <laughs> all of it. And um, it's so interesting what you said that um, creativity has a process. Right, because mm-hmm. when people think about creativity, they think about you know this tattooed long hair person who's like you know uh, has late nights drawing <laughs> up like this amazing thing. When they don't understand that you can actually structure the way you approach yes. it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You can actually. I wouldn't say you can teach creativity, but if you don't have a certain structure of process, then it makes your um, how do I say? It is very difficult to like get to end goals. Yeah, right? yeah, and how different. to scale uh, that uh, creative part of the business, I think it's very important also. Mm. Because if we don't have a um, methodological way to scale up this creative department, um, it couldn't work in a, in a long run. Eh? People mm. will just come in and think about moon and the sun and the stars and not getting anything done. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you still, you still have a, like a very clear goal, right? Yeah. And then you kind of use the creativity yeah. to say, okay, I'm going to... How do I solve this problem? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the I suppose the scientific method also uh, allows you to think in terms of like you understand what is a hy- like a hypothesis. Yeah, a process, like a I would process, say. Because like, uh, right? mm. sometimes also when I meet people when they say something or have an assertion, right? I will also ask them like, is that like your theory? Like how do you know this is true? Mm. Did you actually stress test this or not? Mm. Right, what you're saying. And I think that's um and it's a part of a lot of like building a technology company, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with, is to be able to approach problems in that manner, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or like when you try to innovate or launch a new product, you have to think about it yep. in that way. Yeah, that's um, right. And, and Gideon, so you come from a, you, you obviously mentioned that your family had a, a, a flower business before. Yeah, that's right. right. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so that's kind of like your background. So like a family of like entrepreneurs, like, I mm-hmm. would say. Um, so what was it like for you growing up, right? And um, how much of that entrepreneurship were you exposed to as a child? <laughs> it's a very interesting question. I think my family was uh, forced into entrepreneurship. Forced into it. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess because at, when, I, when I was young as a little boy, um, I, I come from a poor family. Uh, at the time, m- my parents were struggling to make ends meet, I must say. Uh, so, basically, uh, the family will do whatever we can uh, to just, you know, put food on the table. Yeah. I was very young at the time. Mm. Um, so, I remember uh, before even my mother became a florist, um, I would uh, help my mom. Uh, they would make coffee powder. We used to stay in this flat in Penang. So, my, my mom would make this coffee powder and I would... I don't know how old was I, probably, I don't know, maybe, definitely less than 10 years old, probably 7, seven. to 8 years old. We carry the coffee powder with her and go from door to door and we'll knock on everybody's door oh. whether they want to buy coffee powder or not. Oh, wow. So I would just go from door to door helping my mom to go and sell coffee powder because we do whatever we can to really yeah. make ends meet at the time. So uh, then um, a while later, um, I think when I was 10, uh, my mother uh, started the flower business. So she learned up his uh, some floristry skills from a flower shop that she worked in. Uh, then she, uh, uh, at that time, uh, we, we, we moved to another house where it was a landed house. 
and there's some space at the side. So my mother started to do um, uh, flowers by, right. by the side of the house. So literally also working from home, like, like started a flower business in her own house. Um, so yeah, that was when I, I, I guess looking at how my parents um, go through life. Uh, in fact, even uh, my dad has his, has his ups and downs in his career as well. Uh, but uh, he's always uh, provided, like I must say, like, he's always uh, do his best to provide for the family, even though when times are bad for him. Uh, he was in a construction uh, supply uh, business before, mm. and that also didn't turn out too well at one time. Mm. And so, um, so I could see how my parents uh, struggle through uh, uh, life growing up, but whatever they do, they want to give the best for the family. And I guess I kind of caught on to a little bit of that. Mm. And I remember when I was younger in school, your report book, you want to write like, okay, you want to be pilot or you want to be doctor or what, right? Mm. I usually will write, I want to be businessman because <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what entrepreneurship was. So I see my dad, he is a businessman. So I want to be businessman, like mm. that, you know? Mm. Uh, and also being inspired by helping around um, the, the flower shop, like my mother's flower shop, I, yeah. can, I can say. So when I grew a bit older, um, uh, that's when I started like taking flowers to Gurney Drive uh, during Valentine's Day and started setting up a booth there and started selling flowers to like random people and then when it was later at night I would take the booth go in front of a club and I know there were a lot of couples that would go inside a club then oh, I would put a booth outside of the club <laughs> and then I start selling flowers and then you know when people are a bit more high on alcohol they would start to pay anything for flowers right <laughs> so that's what and I did like impress their partner <laughs> yes 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 so I would just like push flowers and then, and then and then I keep asking uh, Mamadou, hey, make more, make more, and bring over to the booth, then we will keep selling it. And yeah, the stuff That's like that. La. Yeah, I, I guess, um, so that was, I guess, what inspired uh, uh, me. I, that was all I wanted to do. Uh, when, I, when I graduated, I knew that I wanted to start something of my own already. Yeah. Um, and uh, why I was in pharmaceutical sales is uh, because I, I suppose uh, I, I looked at uh, selling as a key key component in uh, doing business <laughs> at mm. the time I would be businessman so I need to know how to sell things so I, I went into sales because I wanted to develop that uh, skill sets uh, and that's that's how I got into pharmaceutical sales but the right. focus was always eventually um, I want to build something of my own yeah uh, and uh, that's, that's when I had many trials many trials and several failures uh, yeah before before bloom this uh, before even before Bloomdisa, like like two other e-commerce that failed, then after that only Bloomdisa. Right, and you kept trying, la, right? And and, and how, how do you judge if you failed at the time? Like you just ran out of money, la, is it? Or is yeah, like like, like like some some are like spectacular spectacular failures are like I literally am completely broke, right? Like I look at my bank account, <laughs> got no money already. Oh my God. Like I got no money to even pay rent or eat. Like I'm here in KL, like yeah. surviving on my own, but like wow. literally broke, right? So I had to do whatever it takes to to survive again la. Yeah. so I, if I had to go and get a job I would get a job yeah. uh, but I always was focused at um, eventually um, like uh, building uh, at that time was building my own business but always have that affinity towards the flower business because it gives me a lot of meaning first uh, it was my mother who started the business so, mm. so taking this business to the next level uh, really um, it's like taking a part of a how a family started a legacy and then like, you know, uh, taking it to the next level. And today, I think I must say I'm very privileged to do it together with 
uh, my wife yeah. to do what I love with the person that I love and wow. every day passionately waking up every day to do what I love with the person I love um, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's uh, it's very uh, to me to me I've got no no uh, no like I love waking up every day to go and work it's because I love what I do every yes. day yeah uh, so so I think that's privilege uh, but it it was inspired from a from from that like I say my, my such background a young age that. La, where your your parents in order to kind of put food on the table had to just try anything like right that can make money correct right? and you saw them like trying at different things and correct right? yeah I see their struggles actually right um and uh yeah now looking back I kind of understood uh, you know why they had to do what they do at the time yeah mm. but it it put something in me like I must say indirectly or what but that's how I became. Uh, why I why I'm inspired to do wow. this? Like like thanks for that personal story. In fact, I think I suddenly feel like I had it very easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, different people have different yeah. challenges. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have my struggles, but like yeah, like not not to that level mm-hmm. yet, la, mm-hmm. So that that's that's quite amazing. And and how you like also, um, when you talk about selling flowers to like people after mm. they go clubbing and stuff, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. sometimes I think in order to be able to start a successful business, you kind of need some intuition about your customers a little bit, mm. right? I, I mean, your story was a bit of a cheeky way to kind of do it, but you mm. see, I can still see mm. like the way you think, mm. right? It's like, okay, if I'm going to sell flowers at a good price, the best time to catch them is here. <laughs> and no one else is there, only me, right? So they want to buy flowers, they buy from me, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that's quite... Uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, at that time, I wasn't really thinking much. I, right. I just, I just want to sell flowers. That's all sell I was flowers. thinking about. And right. Whatever I can do to help out my mom at the time, uh, not just Valentine's, we we also try out during Raya. We come out with some hampers, Chinese New Year. We yeah. were doing some hampers thing, and whatever promos that like uh, I could help out with. Uh. Yeah. But that whole that whole period was just how can I just sell more or help yeah. help my mom to sell more, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like moving into the business a bit. So you, obviously in your business or industry, there have a lot of like peaks. Right, mm. a lot of peak periods, especially when, like, say Valentine's Day, or there's um, well, I suppose Valentine's Day will be the peak, la, mm. right? Mm. One but of the peak, one yeah. of the peaks, yeah. la, mm. and and other what like other like Mother's Day is also another, or Mother's Day, uh, right? Peak, yeah. Also, mm. there's a peak. So, yeah. how do you um like scale up and down so quickly? Mm-hmm. Right, I guess um initially it was very difficult. I always look at the business. You really have to build on three P's. I will call it people, process, and platform. Okay. So um. At the early stage, it was then um, you know, startup, right? You got nothing really uh, prepared and fixed. So there was uh, stages by stages we were trying to build up proper processes, um, and then uh, getting the right team to to uh, to be in charge of the right things. Uh, we think building the right people and the right teams, and then having right processes, and then eventually, I think today um, we've built. Uh, technologies around automating certain manual processes, right. uh, opening up bottlenecks, so that ultimately at the end of the day, we want to give customers uh, the best experience, not just on a normal day when things are easy and we can give them the best experience, but even during a peak time uh, when uh, it is very, very challenging to, to deliver at the same quality uh, with so many different types of products and flowers. We want to give them the same experience even during a peak time uh, I guess processes need to change mm. um, then you really you cannot continue to do things manually you really yeah. need certain level of uh, automation so that's yeah. where we layer technology into our processes and and all that so with that 
uh, I guess it, it was an evolution in the last so many years to reach. Uh, I'm not saying we are there yet, but it helped us at least to be able to churn, to scale up all of a sudden during like a Valentine's period. It's not right. just the people that we bring in. Yeah. Uh, I believe no amount of people can really do this. Even if you get a lot of people, it's not really just about a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, it's also about the right processes, uh, anticipating beforehand uh, what's to come, opening up all those bottlenecks. Mm. And if those are impossible to be done manually or humanly impossible, we have to build some form of technology to you know, automate and open up those bottlenecks, make that process easier. So once those are in place, mm. uh, then then scalability becomes uh, very possible. But okay. it's not an overnight process. We right. took years yeah. uh, right. to keep doing this. Yeah. Right. So to top it up, right, um, it actually, to scale up, okay, it involves a lot of like pre-planning. Okay. Yeah. Um, months of pre-planning, I months. would say. Mm. Yeah, months of pre-planning. And also, um, we also do simulations. Yeah. Oh. So if this happened, then what do we do? Mm. If that happened, what do we? How do we react? Wow. Things like that. So uh, and on top of that, uh, didn't touch on like people. Um, that is also a very important aspect. It's not about bringing the num the amount of people in, but mm. the quality of the people that you retain in your team and the morale uh, of the team to you know storm through this kind of peak season is a uh, very important. Yeah. Wow. Right. Mm. Okay. Mm. So it's like. Um, and when you talk about say like bottlenecks right like what's a bottleneck that is like just difficult to overcome like, even with technology uh okay okay so a very straightforward uh, for uh, this moment um, it could be a space constraint i, see. I would say right, right. Mm. yeah for so, stock la, is it yeah for stocks for finished goods for okay. people uh, in production so all these are required uh, uh, an ample amount of space la, in right. order to make it work. Right, yeah. right, right. So that one, uh, science and calculation and technology can help in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, in some ways, we can calculate, you know, uh, the kinds of racks that we want to build. We can calculate, you know, how many um, inches do we left on the floor for the hallway and for mm. the racks and all that. We can do all that. Mm. But ultimately, uh, when we talk about a large scale or large volume, right, we still need a space because uh, we are selling a physical product, right. not a digital product where we can store, after we do already, can store it on the cloud. It's not, right. you know, we yeah. need a space to <laughs> store the finished goods and yeah. it has to be in the optimum condition because yeah. we are de uh, dealing with perishables. Right. Yeah, it's mm. not like a hard goods where, you know, we can just put it anywhere. It has to be uh, optimal with the right temperature, um, moisture, I would say, mm. and also uh, like a humidity, um, cleanliness, things like that. Mm. Right, 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 right. So I suppose that um, even at peak periods, you already you roughly know what is your limit, lah. Because like because mm. of space, you mm. will know that like, we can only take X amount of orders. Mm. Like you would already have those mm. yeah. clearly. Yeah. So that's why I think uh, innovation is very important. So in terms of uh, like uh, product ex uh, extension and also your product design plays a very important role mm. in terms of um, maximizing your potential uh, mm. to get. Uh, sales, mm. yeah. So if let's say the product uh, size like this, mm. so maybe we need to think of a different um, design, you know, so that you know it is stackable, or a different uh, presentation of the product, mm. a different uh, storage system, and all that. Yeah. So I would say, um, in a way, yes, we do kind of know like our capacity, but in a way, uh, but at the same time, we can still expand it. 
Yeah. Mm, mm, so mm. there is room uh, uh, to scale, I would say. Right, right, mm. right, right. right. Mm. There's many moving parts, mm. I must say, because mm. it's so physical, the yeah. business. Um, so space is just one area. Mm. Uh, logistics, you can say. Uh, inventory management, production, yeah. Yeah. fulfillment, yeah. also so many areas. Take for the recent example, you know, uh, globally we are affected by coronavirus, yeah. right? So the bottleneck could be, you know, not uh, in terms of our space or our operation excellency, but in terms of the raw material, the supply. So our flowers comes from uh, overseas, you know, when there's such a pandemic. Is it a pandemic? <laughs> not, not yet but when there's such uh, I mean uh, situation happen right, right? Yeah. so it actually affect um, uh, the, the supply right, you right, know, right, right. Yeah, on how do we do we we need to make sure that you know we get the uh, right amount of flowers right type of flowers right color mm. uh, right size mm. I would say you know, uh, in order to make the product work yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that flowers come from overseas. I'm so ignorant. Uh, yeah, we, we have <laughs> our own uh, beautiful flowers from Cameron, but uh, right. half of half of our flowers also comes from overseas. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Nice. And and so um, uh, once you've gone through that peak time, and I suppose it kind of gets very crazy, Right. Mm. There must be like downtime as well, right? Mm. So like, what happens typically in a downtime? Actually. Um, there's no downtime. There's no downtime. There's no oh, downtime. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because uh, after one peak season uh, is over, we are actually planning for the next already. Mm. And um, typically, I don't think there's any downtime. I think mm. our team actually mm. feels that, oh, I've still got so many it's things to do. It's just a shift of focus <laughs> and energy from mm. one area to another. So like I said, there were many moving parts. For example, during the peak season like Valentine's, we mobilize people into doing a lot of operational work. Space mm. is a constraint, so people are like moving buckets of flour and waters here and there. You know, we are we are because of space constraint, we are evolving the space to meet the needs of the demand and things like that. So people are very operation heavy. But then, let's say when the peak season is over, uh, then people are then mobilized towards uh, preparing, anticipating for the next uh, event. So, for example, now Mother's Day is coming in May. Mm. We are about ten weeks, nine weeks away. Mm. So we are already in preparation for that, which we know is going to be another crazy period, like another peak. And um, this year is going to be challenging because uh, it's going to coincide with other seasons like uh, Raya and Ramadan happening at the same time. So uh, campaign planning has to be uh, more uh, strategic lah, in that yeah. sense. So, so people are now, uh, there's a lot of work that needs to put in place for, for it to uh, be successful during that period again. Mm. So I guess, uh, yeah, seasonality comes in uh, and just basically people's focus are shifted from, uh, you know, one type of work or operation towards uh, something else. So, uh, so I guess, yeah, and the thing is that uh, eventually, uh, year on year, we see this, this pattern recurring. Mm. Uh, we have some predictability already, okay. except for like coronavirus coming in and you know, affect yeah. a few things. But other than that, yeah, we already have that pattern uh, every year so we kind of know where where are the areas to where are the periods of time or pockets of moments where we need to do planning or, or execution right 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 and that's so one of the things that um i typically experience personally like, running a business is every now and then i might meet like an outsider I, when i use the word outsider i mean someone that's not familiar with let's say the business that i'm running 
and very often they will just suddenly give me advice. Hey, you know what you should do? You should do this, <laughs> right? <laughs> and obviously, I will always listen politely. But then I'm like, oh, but you don't know, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's very common, right? Because when you look from the outside, people think that they understand what you're doing, sure. you know. And yeah. I'm sure you experience that every now and then. So, what do you think, like in terms of like running Bloom? This, what do you think is a a thing that people commonly think is easy, but it's actually very hard? Like, what what do do you think people regularly underestimate? I think uh, I think a lot of things seen from the outside seems easy. Mm. Take for example one simple thing. Mm. Um, during um, especially during a peak season, um, if a customer wants to change their address, mm. let's say I want to deliver something like that. Oh no, I got to change my address. It sounds very easy to just change address. Like right. oh, just I tell you beforehand so you deliver from here to there. Yeah. But the amount of uh, because of the sheer volume, uh, the amount of prep work we need to do just to make everything go out on time so everybody don't get disappointed. Um, a lot of planning work needs to be done uh, properly see. already. Right. So by just shifting uh, one person's address, let's say from here to here, uh, it's actually a lot of work needs to be done. Uh, but we still do it. Uh, we don't say we don't do. Yeah. But the thing is that um, we, we, we have to factor these, these challenges in right. and then uh, how to manage for them uh, if they come and when should we say we actually are unable to but give what kind of suggestions what kind of alternatives right. to our customer this is just one right. example right. but uh, there are many I think there are so many things mm. that seem easy because mm. we are just like making beautiful flowers and sell flowers yeah. and right. flowers yeah. are and so that, difficult that is often <laughs> being misunderstood that yeah. hey uh, flowers are so beautiful yeah. your wedding arrangement is just so so pretty so right. nice and all yeah. that but it seems easy to arrange flowers I mean if I if I were to conduct like a workshop, I think you can arrange flowers on your own as well in uh, two, three weeks time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it seems easy in that way, yeah. but it's actually not easy because uh, during the workshop, all the preparatory work in order to arrange a, uh, a bouquet of flower is being prepared by our team. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to, you know, when you really, you know, um, um, you know, arrange the flower from zero to the finished goods. It mm. actually involves a lot of preparation work. Right. And when we do the arrangement, it is not just like one off because we are we are producing things in a large scale, right? So that comes into a lot of processes and all that. And people often think that, you know, it's just a minor tweak. Uh, it, it don't matter, you know, if, if we go out of the process. But I think uh, very often people overlook the process like they don't think the process is important um, that's you know that's that's why they think things are very easy but actually the process is the one that helps you to um, maintain the quality and then uh, having uh, be able to scale at the same time right mm -hmm. right so, so it's like people just think that it's like I can oh, arrange make flower arrange flowers very easy. and <laughs> someone's <laughs> delivering for you ma, yeah, right? and then everything yeah, sounds yeah. so it's easy it's like so easy if I go for a workshop I can arrange flower by myself in three weeks time for example yeah right. so um, it's actually not that easy it seems easy but it is not right yeah. because what's important for us mm. uh, at the end of the day is the customer experience mm. when we when we started Bloom This uh, it has always been our our mission it really is to create happy moments for people mm. and so we really don't want to mess that that whatever delivery up even however even if we deliver one mm. in one day or mm. a thousand in one day 
uh, every delivery is special for that person. It's somebody's birthday, somebody's anniversary, somebody is uh, appreciating somebody or somebody's apologizing. That moment is very special for that yeah. recipient. And we, although we do every day we, until it's like uh, clockwork already, but for us, it's like we, we're doing repeated, uh, repetitively, but to that person who's receiving is very special. Yes. So we have to look at uh, our work is really uh, creating happy moments for people. And if yeah. we have to make sure we deliver up to that standard from the experience of you know buying on our side or, or getting it delivered or the recipient receiving it in good condition, the quality of the flowers and, and the value what they pay for has to be uh, assured. And so mm. because of that quality we want to give to the customer, that's why it is um, not as easy as it seems. If we don't, if, if we, if we don't maintain that quality, uh, then uh, uh, maybe it's easier to do it. So sometimes you, 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 you do it right, sometimes you do it wrong. But if you want to do it right all the time, uh, like what Penny said, you really need those processes in place to ensure the experience is always uh, consistent for your customers. Right, right. Yeah. To scale the experience. Right? Actually, yeah. you made a very good point because like, you're right, your customer is someone celebrating something yeah. and then yeah. they want the receiver to be mm, happy. Mm, correct. Like, yeah, so yeah. the expectation is higher. Yeah, right? so, so you're exactly. dealing with customers like that Emotion. All the time. Right? Emo- right? It's very emotional, yeah. right? Yeah. Something doesn't go as planned. Obviously, mm, people get extra yeah. upset. Correct. Yeah. You know, rather, correct. You know, if I buy like... Um, if I buy something on an e-commerce site that's for like general use, I don't care yeah. about it. Like even if yeah. it's a bit late, I don't care. Yeah. You know, but yeah. for this, it's completely different. Yeah, yeah, the right time, the right moment, the right message. Yeah. So yeah, because it's so special for for the person, um, we have that. I I always tell my team that we are like flying a plane. Like a pilot cannot even say he can. He, he must fly the plane one hundred percent and never ever crash the plane because it's going to be detrimental. He must always fly the plane and land the plane safely. Yeah. So in any time, even the plane got one one passenger or the plane is filled with, with full plane, we still have to fly the plane safely and land the plane safely. It is to that precision yeah, So yeah. so I feel that that's why, uh, that's why it's not. Uh, as simple as it looks. Right, yeah. You need like a 100% success rate. Correct, 100% rate. success rate. Our yeah. goal is really 100% success, success rate. Success rate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and on the flip side, what do you think is actually easier than it looks? Like, you know, when people think might be hard, actually it's not that hard. Don't have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have, everything's very hard. <laughs> Don't try this at home, kids. It's very hard. Ah. <laughs> uh. I don't know. I think for me, like I said, like waking up every day, going to work, and I'm really energized. It's not very difficult for me to do it because I'm really passionate about what I do and doing it with the person I love. And mm. I really love my team as well. I got, I'm, I'm so thankful and so grateful for, for the team. Every day coming to work, looking at them, I'm also very energized. So that makes things easier, lah, I must say. Must mm. really thank God for the privilege yeah, to do yeah. that. Yeah, working with the right people, mm. I would say, working with the right team, uh, that makes things easier that makes things easier yeah right. yeah other than mm. that no not very easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you have to come in to work and kind of not hate it mm. yeah right mm. so someone asked me this question yesterday also actually they're saying mm. like oh why why do you care so much about culture for example mm. you know why do you, you know spend so much time trying to design it and, and i gave them a very, very simple answer i just said well I mean, I care about how I feel when I get to work, mm, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. And since mm, I'm calling right. the shots now, I want to make sure that I, I want to come to work. I want yeah. to come to work and see people that I like, mm. you know, right. and mm, I can mm, work mm. well with, you know, yeah. right? So mm. that's very important. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. I think a lot of people kind of underestimate Correct. that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But building culture is also 
looks easy, but it's actually not easy. <laughs> <All right>. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I can yeah, empathize with you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the mo- but the most important thing is that you 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 are trying. Like yeah. you have it on your mind, like. Correct. Right, right. You have some thought because yeah. it's not easy. It's not going to be perfect. Mm. But uh, even for us, we have like core values and all that. Yeah. We have like systems and processes. But it's still not perfect. Mm. But I would probably say it might be twenty percent or thirty percent better than an average company. Mm. Mm. You know, it may not yeah. be double true, but but mm. just the twenty thirty percent better makes a huge yeah. difference. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because the the people that work in the company will feel yeah. it's better. Yeah, mm. that's right. right. So I think mm. it makes a difference. Mm. So on your question, uh, your comment just about scaling, right? Actually, in an in an interview, because we did a bit of research about like the stuff that you've been doing. I think you gave an interview about two years ago, two three years ago, and then you mentioned that one of your biggest challenges at the time, right, yep. was how you can scale quicker mm-hmm. and still maintain the quality and experience to every customer. Yeah. Right. How you can scale quicker and, and still maintain that experience. So um, I know you 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 did talk a little bit about it. Um, but have you figured it out? Like how, how to scale the experience? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess still, it's very much still work in progress. Yeah. I think skill is also very subjective. At what skill is skill? Mm. Um, I think that was in 2000, back two years ago. It's 2017. 2017. Like, 2017. Yeah. yeah, so it's been like three years already from there. Mm. Uh, I think, um, yeah, we've grown a lot since then. Mm. Uh, the most important thing, I guess the biggest progress uh, we make is uh, to really uh, identify like what I mentioned, the three P's, the people, process and platform. Yeah. And having all these three uh, key uh, areas uh, uh, in place, uh, like yeah, getting the right people, getting the right processes and then building the right platform. So today, uh, I look back, if uh, we never had this in place, I mm. don't think we, we can... Um, we would have progressed much because it really is uh, very physical. There's a lot of limitation, right? So if you don't uh, break, uh, push boundaries, and you know, um, change the way you do things. Let's say, uh, uh, there are certain processes that you you do. Let's say logistics this way, and if you really don't uh, tear it down and, and rethink and and do it differently, um, you will you always have that cap, always right. have that limitation. Yeah. And we're dealing with physical uh, perishable products. So you have production limitation. So yeah. you don't really think about how you innovate production or even when Penny mentioned about the products that we design, we create. Um, if we don't include all those innovation inside, uh, we really then have that fixed uh, uh, limit and then we cannot grow beyond that. Right. So I guess important for us to keep um, pushing boundaries and keep innovating. I never, never settle for... Uh, the status quo la. Mm. at least that's what I believe in okay good that we are here today we learned this yeah. but then how do we then push the boundaries to the next level what needs to be done if we can do this then what needs to be done and probably the next level we probably need to uh, start to tear certain things down and rebuild right. again right. so it's a constant evolution process uh, right. in every single area of uh, the business yeah. uh, so I ask me whether um we're at scale now. Uh, yeah, we are of a bigger scale than we, that we were a few years ago, but I think we can, we can still do better. But at least uh, it gives us a foundation in which we can build on already. We build certain uh, key fundamentals that mm. uh, then we can expand on that so that uh, uh, scalability becomes more possible now. Right, mm. right. And the willingness to kind of tear things down, like you say, right? yeah. and just like start from scratch again yeah. is very important. And the team as well, you mentioned culture. The team 
uh, really needs to also understand um, the vision and the mission of the company and where we are going. And then uh, their buy-in and then their, eventually their contribution mm. uh, makes a big, big difference. Mm. Uh, they are the ones, because people are the ones that are working on certain processes day in, day out. They are the ones that will spot the gaps. They are the ones that will be able to uh, shorten the, the time of doing certain things uh, quicker. And they are the ones that are listening uh, to our customers every day mm. and hearing what they want and what is uh, a, a commonality uh, between uh, among our customers and then making that change for them. So the people uh, are the ones that will eventually affect uh, that change and then right. after that, you know, uh, we can achieve that scalability. So um, I guess it's important. Uh, it's a learning process. Uh, journey, mm. Uh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and if someone, um, um, so for a lot of people that actually listen to this podcast, actually one of the things that they really look to for inspiration from like people like yourself. You know, they might also be people that are thinking, oh, I want to start my own business one day. Um, what kind of advice would you give someone who is thinking about starting a business that sells like highly perishable products, right? What are the do's and don'ts or what's the most important thing they should think about? Um, I think not just I mean limited to like perishable products okay so if the person wants to do perishable products I think the first thing I will ask is that why do you want to do perishable it's like the <laughs> toughest among all it you know, is the just, toughest among yeah, all yeah just sell other things that you know won't spoil that you know you can keep for six months inventory that, that kind of thing you know why <laughs> the risk is lower right yeah the risk is lower I, w- I would say mm. um, but it also lies down into like what is your passion la, you mm. know uh, why do you uh, another perishable uh, business I would think of is maybe food la, food you know, yeah, yeah, R- R- yeah. F&B, F&B yeah. Yeah, so right. um, other than flowers so it's like why do you why do you want to embark in this in this journey uh? so that if let's say you find a meaning to it and you find that you know there's certain things that you want to impact then only you do lah. <laughs> no, it's interesting to mention F and B because it's such a common thing I hear mm-hmm. a lot of times. People say, "Oh, my dream is to run a cafe one day." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah right? and 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 mm-hmm. I wonder why. Yeah, know? and also it has to be um, responsible as well la. I think passion. Uh, I mean, it's o- overused as well these these days. Mm. You know, like oh, just follow your heart, Agreed. follow your passion. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's true in some of a way, but uh, also as an adult, uh, you have to be responsible with your actions. Like you know, it cannot cause like. You know, a, a disaster. You know, to yeah. to people around you, like, yeah, yeah. And so it has to be meaningful. Yeah, yeah. cannot be blindly, mm-hmm. like, right? And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding. I talk about this quite often. Like, um, mm-hmm. passion is good. It's just that there's a lot of misunderstanding about mm-hmm. what it means. People, it means different things to different people. Yeah, yeah. Right? right. Yeah, right. and and if um, because uh, sometimes I, you know, actually there are two. I always hear like there are two main advice uh, about passion. Some say, oh, follow your passion. And then uh, another group will say, work for your passion, something like that. Mm, mm, like, mm. like uh, if you work hard, your passion will come. Mm, like mm, they use the other approach rather mm, than you follow the passion. Mm, mm, yep. And I actually think that um, the reality is, it depends on who you're talking to. Mm, mm. Mm. So if you're talking to someone that say like yourself, right, who's like go-getters, you're very driven already, like your personality is already there. Your mm. attitude to work and career is already there, very mm, strong. Mm. Then the follow your passion advice is very useful to you mm. because mm. your foundation is them mm. right so now you just need to direct your energy at the right thing mm. and then you'll skyrocket mm. but there are people out there i think let's say their work ethic is not quite up there yet they mm. don't mm. approach careers that seriously mm. and then when they hear the word follow their passion 
it's an excuse I find a lot of times to like be mm. lazy or like do something that they like, you know, mm. but they're mm. not doing it well, mm. if that makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. I think if you are in that group where you don't know, like if you're not even working at that level yet, you should follow the second advice, which is mm. like you work until you become passionate. Mm. <laughs> because mm. you need that to build sense. that foundation yeah. first, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. Like, that's why what that's why I hear quite a lot. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh sorry, sorry, sidetrack a bit. But so Gideon, what's what's your advice as opposed to people on the start a business? I think the fundamentals of a business, be it perishable or not, it doesn't really matter. I think every business has its challenge. Uh, very different challenges and they are not easy from the outside maybe like what you asked the question hey, it seems easy from the outside but mm. actually it is also challenging and difficult so the most important thing is the fundamentals uh, of the business la. by fundamentals I mean the first thing is um, are you really creating uh, a real value uh, are people really benefiting uh, from the work or the, the business that you're doing um, is it really worth the value that they are paying for is yeah. there a clear value proposition and then uh, is it, um, are, are you able to uh, be, we wouldn't say like very different, but there's some key differentiating factors uh, around what you do at first. Mm. So that, uh, so that it, it creates clear, clear value, la, why, uh, why your service is needed uh, in this space, in this area that, that you are working on. And then the next fundamentals I must say is, uh, is really, um, uh, building a, a like what Penny said responsible also sustainable uh, and eventually a profitable business because uh, I think that um, m- one of uh, when we first started one of the, the advice that we got from a very uh, experienced entrepreneur is that rule number one don't run out of cash mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the first, oh, first yeah, rule 100%. right <laughs> then, then after that uh, then others so I think that um, that fun- foundation that fundamental a path towards building uh, a, a sustainable business uh, it's important to to take note of lah. Mm. Uh, so so these are these are some of the things. Then, uh, yeah, I guess eventually uh, the why lah, why why you even want to do this yep. in the first place. Yeah. Eventually, like what Penny mentioned, it starts off very exciting. You get a lot of energy doing it, and you feel like wow, top of the world. Uh, but it doesn't last lah. Yeah. And then uh, that is just like some. You know, uh, adrenaline. high, adrenaline high. Yeah. Uh, but after that, uh, reality sinks in. Uh, there's a lot of challenges. Uh. Yeah. And then if you're using a lot of your energy to fight off that challenge, eventually one day you ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to be through that, right? Like, why am yeah. I doing this? Right? Oh my God, it's like, oh gosh. Um, and if you really, really understand, know uh, deep down in you why you did what you did in the first place, that is when that is the energy you will draw mm. when you hit those moments. I mean, believe me, every, every entrepreneur we know, I'm sure, I'm sure you can attest to this as well, we, they will go through really difficult times and they will eventually reach that point where they ask, why, why? am I yeah. even in this situation, right? Yeah. Like, so, and, and very often than not, the first thing you embark on uh, will fail. Right? Very rare you start the first thing and then you succeed. Even today uh, in mm. Bloomdays, we are embarking on new, new, new product, new challenges, new processes, new this, new that. We know that when we try something new, chances are we'll fail. Yeah. The chances of failure is super high. Mm. And it's not about the failure. It is the moment you have to go in first. Because of that failure, and then you start to learn and pivot and iterate and change and change. Then you eventually find the answer. Yeah. So don't expect going in to get the answer straight. That, that is a fallacy. If, if we expect to do that, then we will give up very soon because of likely the first thing you enter will fail. Yeah. But because we, we enter and then we keep iterating, we 
we eventually find the answer. But that journey takes energy and mm. that journey can be painful. And then eventually sometimes we hit and ask ourselves, why am I doing this? Mm. And when you are passionate and you really understand that why, mm. not just about passion, but you understand the purpose, yep. the meaning behind why you create what you just create, what you are doing, what you created. Mm. And you draw upon that energy that gives you a little bit of an edge to push yourself to to move forward again and move mm. forward again mm. and eventually inches by inches and step by step you will get yeah. uh, you will get there again you will yeah. climb up again then you start moving again then you start to see results and that starts to encourage you again then you start moving again so I think cliche as it may sound knowing that why and uh, the meaning and purpose why you started uh, is absolutely important uh. yeah yeah, and, uh, and 100% and also uh, uh, the, the, the first uh, rule number one is don't run out of cash. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, very too. practical. <laughs> very, very practical advice. Like we have a mission statement involved and uh-huh. one our first pillar, like our mission pillar is financial independence. Like <laughs> yes. number one. Okay. Like we yeah. want to impact, we want to change lives yeah. and all that, right? But yeah. that's number one, yeah, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. yeah. the team is reminded all the time, like no money, no mission. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's a reality, yeah. right? So yeah. for people who like yeah. kind of blindly want to jump in there and say, I want to change the world, yeah. you have to first accept that you need to solve this problem. Yes, first, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Don't do you... overlook this problem. That's I agree right. with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very important. Mm. So um, uh, I want to jump uh, um, a bit about like the products you have and boom this, right? So I actually, I'm a really loyal customer. I bought a lot. My wife loves your stuff, Thank you, you so know? Much. Yeah, no, I really, really, really love it. And it's not because I know you guys personally. Yeah. It's because I genuinely like, um, not, so, not just, I suppose, not just um, what the flowers are like, but the whole experience buying and how the flower arrives you know, in a nice box. Everything's mm-hmm. so neat, you know, mm-hmm. and people can just put it on their desk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like so yeah. easy. Yeah. Everything's so easy. So, I would even say that there's a certain magic, right, to your product, right? I can't really put my finger on it. So I'm curious about um, how you guys approach, like, do you call this product development? What, what's, the, what's the right way to, because you're constantly having to come up with new things, right, I imagine. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how, how do you guys, what's your process? How do you make things so magical? <laughs> <laughs> I really like the word magical. I mean, I, I feel really flattered. I mean, thank you for the encouragement. Yeah. So usually, uh, yeah, you're right. It's called what we call it is a process of uh, product development. So I think I mentioned earlier on um, this uh, involves uh, heavily uh, in the creative uh, department, mm. Okay. So. So before we even we come up with a product, we usually look uh, into like uh, market insights. You know, uh, what are our customers are looking for, uh, what do they like, uh, and uh, what is the trend? Mm. Yeah. Although yes, we look into the trend, but mm. it, it doesn't mean that you know we follow all the trend because we still think that you know we need to establish our own identity mm. uh, and not fully following the trend. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's important to know uh, what's going on, mm. So how, how how do you? How do you find out? Do you actually ask the customer or how do you know? Oh, okay. There's a lot of way to uh, do it. Uh, firstly, it's like surveys, surveys uh, right. research, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, asking people around you, mm. uh, uh, talking, for, uh, talking to people uh, that is of younger than you, I would say, <laughs> different than your age. Yeah. And then you get a lot of different insights in terms right. of the uh, customer behavior and I their see. aspiration or their motivation uh, why they want to buy your product. Yeah. Right. So... It starts with like uh, market research and then uh, I would say uh, ideation, la, mm. okay? Ideation on papers, on, on, on canvas and mm. things like that mm. and, and conceptualization. So we recently learned that, you know, a product can be copied easily, mm. right? Um, but concepts may not be. 
Yeah, so you need to uh, back your product with a compelling story mm. and also a compelling reason like, you know, why are you uh, even coming up with this collection or this series of product? Yeah, so uh, after that will be discussions, um, war room, yeah, uh, challenging um, uh, each other's concept and things like that. And also look into um, uh, how... Um, this product, this final product will impact the entire company from people who work in the production to like operation. Because sometimes it is very easy for um, a creative department uh, to um, think of very extravagant or in, in, some, in some ways like non-practical uh, designs. Yeah. It could look like so nice, but it may not be very practical for the whole process. Yeah. Mm. So we need to also uh, study um, the process of making the product. Mm. Yeah, churning out this product. Is it feasible for delivery? Is it feasible for this sort of a weather uh, condition and things like that? Mm. Uh, how is the experience of people receiving your product? Mm. Yeah. So when they receive, uh, how is that uh, unboxing experience? I would say, uh, how is that? Uh, uh, so when the, when the product reaches the recipient, right? How are they um, interacting with the product? Mm. Yeah. So things like that. We we talk about like. Um, flower care so how do we want to uh, educate or share with our recipient on you know how to make your shelf life of a flower longer things like that mm. yeah so that's the entire very scientific process i would say then right. followed by um i would say uh, a lot of uh, mood boards i would mm. say mm. Uh, and also storyboards uh, drawing things on the canvas um, doing a prototype to uh, photography videography uh, and finally um, up to the website right yeah things right. like that so so, so you make the final say is it Penny? like on, on like this uh, yeah. uh, product decision yeah so i'm my role is sort of like the designer right. yeah uh, but i'm not really the tailor yeah so we still need uh, uh, oh, right. Got uh, it. a yep. grandmaster florist you know to to um how to say um uh visualize like not visualize i mean uh actualize uh, my vision right right yeah. right right right, mm -hmm. right so like operationally they need to like make it a reality yes like, yes right? yeah so that's why i say um the process is also very important and yeah. to think about the practical practicality uh, mm. of your product is also very important mm. yeah mm. not just internally but externally as well can this product be delivered using motorbike using van using car what sort of vehicle mm. uh, what sort of uh, transport mechanic mm. uh, which which type of supplier uh, can provide this um, uh, this material and things like that mm. so it's a it's a very thorough process I would say mm. uh, and it is not um, just oh I feel like it then mm. I create it right. it's not that yeah. right. mm. but I, I think um, I suppose with products like yours right I, 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 I suspect that it takes a bit of intuition man. like you can't mm. really there's no textbook mm. you know mm. tell me what's a good product yeah. and I've told this to my team also personally mm. before in terms of like, hiring people I say mm. like uh, you can you can train skill uh, for example mm -hmm. you don't have skill you can train skill there are a lot of things you can train mm -hmm. the one thing you cannot train is taste you cannot train taste <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you just can't yeah. right and no matter how hard working someone is mm -hmm. or it doesn't matter but you cannot train taste yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and there are some functions where taste is very important yeah yeah. yeah. and I think that um, the one of the very important element uh, to create that 
magic you know, out of uh, your product and services is really uh, the heart of um, the heart. Mm. Yeah. So if let's say we were to create something that is out of uh, force mm. or out of uh, unwillingness, mm. the end product will not be good. Mm. Uh, and maybe you know, just so happened that you know all the products that you received is actually made of heart. <laughs> yeah, you know, made by heart. Oh, you know. made by heart. Yeah, made by heart. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, when the uh, production people or our uh, operation people, you know, really uh, put in like their effort in mm. terms of taking care of the flowers, mm. making sure that it's delivered, uh, making sure that the flowers used is all fresh and things like that, no cutting corners or whatnot. Um, then it will show in the uh, in the end product. Mm. Yeah, mm. Uh, it speaks through the whole process, like mm. I would say. Mm. Mm. Nice, mm. nice. Well, you guys have good taste, like That's basically what's true. <laughs> <laughs> and you cannot train taste. And I think that that's what gives you uh, like an edge. I suspect. No, I think that can be uh, sort of like nurture as well. Remember the very first ugly ugly website, you know, that review. <laughs> Uh-huh, but you make the decisions now, you see, so <laughs> I'm not sure if it's been nurtured yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, is there anything interesting that's coming up for Bloom this, either from a product perspective or a business perspective? What's up? Mm. Uh, I would say the next uh, uh, big thing, not the big thing, uh, before the next big thing is that uh, we are celebrating our fifth anniversary. Uh, in April, hmm. so um, it's a very yeah, thank you. Thank yeah, you. it's a very meaningful to us, uh, and you no, know, we we want to take this opportunity, lah. You know, to um, to thank people who have uh, stood by us, lah. Hmm. Our family, our friends, our team, our loyal customers, especially. Right. So, uh, really grateful for that. I want to give a shout out uh, uh, f- um, to anyone who knows about Bloom this, and the next uh, upcoming thing would be uh, our Mother's Day. Hmm. Yeah, so I would say stay tuned um, uh, all, uh, on our social uh, media channels, you know, subscribe to our newsletter uh, so that you can get the first-hand information uh, on uh, some ongoing promotions. Lah, okay? mm. So yeah, do subscribe to our newsletter. Lah, you know? We yeah. share a lot of stories in our uh, EDMs. Nice. Mm. And, and we'll also be uh, uh, putting links there in our show notes. So if you're actually uh, watching this from YouTube or, like, or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you... There's a section where there are notes there, so we actually link to like your social media uh, channels and all that. Oh, great! Cool. great. And your yeah. website. So if yeah, if you guys are curious about Bloom, this you can just go there and like uh, just find those uh, uh, channels there. And uh, anything from you, Gideon, in terms of like what's next? Um, I guess uh, Penny really covered a lot of it already right. in terms of um, yeah, uh, what what exciting things there are coming up. Mm. Uh, but I guess uh, the the longer the the uh, the bigger vision is uh, really how we can eventually um, uh, make a make a difference in the flower industry as a whole, uh, because I think um, there's still uh, a lot of areas for improvement, a lot of gaps, a lot of uh, challenges in the whole um, industry. I would say still. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are just doing our part over here to, uh, at the end of the day, uh, make customer experience better and provide a brand that is reliable to everyone so that you know, we can create happy moments for people through flowers. Mm. So um, yeah, that's the, the mission uh, and the vision that we have uh, that, that's to make a, a difference in the, in the flower industry. Nice. Yeah, and last but not least, uh, I just want to uh, share that uh, we are actually expanding our team 
Yeah, so uh, we are hiring uh, three positions, content specialist, customer excellence, and also a U, uh, UX visual designer. So which three of these positions are advertised on WOP? So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I uh, hope you know, through this channel, you know, people can know about uh, our expansion and you know, uh, put in their uh, application yeah. you know, through the platform. 100%. So we will also be sharing a link to your page on WOP <laughs> and all your jobs are going to be there. So if you are interested to work at BloomDisk, you can just apply that, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, we're going to, um, uh, so we're at the final section already. I'm going to the quick fire questions. Oh, okay. Uh, so I have about one, two, three, eleven, you know, six questions each year, six or seven, right? To mm -hmm. see how it goes. Um, so don't have to think too long. Like, well, if you need to think too long, you can. <laughs> um, so the first question is what scene from a movie or TV show? is uh, super memorable to you and left you a lasting life lesson. What scene from a movie or TV show is super memorable to you and left you a lasting life lesson? Life lesson, sorry. Yeah, um, I can think of uh, the movie Interstellar. Interstellar, Yeah. Right. So when... Uh, what's the name of the actor? <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but what's his character name in the movie? Can't really remember. Okay, mm. so he went on a uh, an adventure in in, right. in space, right? Yes. So he always uh, have this uh, check in session with uh, his daughter or his mm. son. Yeah, I can't remember or his daughter or his son. So then uh, they somehow got lost, and when he check back, um, when he check in again, you know, with with his children, uh, his children actually grown up so much like mm. they are they are already an adult the yeah. last check-in they were actually still young kids, young kids yeah. right. and when he checked in again they were all grown up and he was like cheering and that was a very uh significant um or impactful scene la, to me mm. yeah which it tells me that you know we should really uh, treasure time mm. yeah and also uh you know treasure your loved ones la. Mm, mm. Yes, yeah. I do remember that scene. Yeah, yeah. that's a very emotional mm, one, right? Mm. And I think I think he made a mistake and they accidentally yeah. got back later. Yeah, or like that, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, and, and you, Gideon? Well, well, I really have to think. But the because Penny mentioned Interstellar, first thing came to my mind was Interstellar. Interstellar, <laughs> it primed my mind already. <laughs> but the message, the same shows. yeah, but the <laughs> message about Interstellar is uh, really about love transcends through time. Uh, actually, uh, the constant element, the concept uh, basically of interstellar, although it's like space and time and all these things, but I find that the unifying concept around interstellar is about love. Mm. Uh, there's many um, love relationship uh, that was displayed, father and daughter, mm. and then uh, among, uh, I think uh, the time was Anne Hathaway and Matthew McConaughey, and Anne Hathaway and this other guy called Edward or something like that, right? Oh uh, yeah, stuff yeah, like that, right? yeah. Uh, but um, they were traveling through time and space, which is something so difficult, a concept so difficult to grasp. But yet the, the unifying factor for humankind to push the boundaries is this, uni, this, this thing called love, something mm. that very difficult to explain. Uh, but it seems like it, is, it transcends through time and space. Mm. Time and space uh, is one dimension each, but love is the thing that is uh, within like the, the unifying factor, right? right. So that concept... Uh, uh, it, it's it's powerful, mm. uh, and and I I kind of like it relates uh, to what we do uh. I mm. I believe that the unifying factor in our work in Bloomdays and our relationship as husband and wife and all that uh, should be love. The foundation should be love. 
Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, next question. Is there a non-fiction book that you've read that you believe everyone should read? Is there a non-fiction book that you've read that uh -huh. you believe everyone should read? Non-fiction. Mm. Uh, that's actually... Okay. Okay, I will go for this. Okay. Uh, I would encourage uh, people to read the, the book uh, by Ben Harowith called uh, Hard Things About Hard Things. Hard Things About Hard Things. Uh, right. Hard Things About Hard Things. Uh, it talks a lot about uh, his journey as an entrepreneur mm. um, and uh, what he learned along the way. And there was no a lot of uh, truth, uh, uh, the struggles that he go through. I mean, he's very uh, open in sharing uh, uh, all these difficult scenarios that he go through mm. and how he make decisions. Mm. So I guess as an entrepreneur, um, I would encourage every 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 person, everyone uh, to read to read it lah, whether entrepreneur or not lah. Uh, anyone who are in leadership positions, because we make difficult decisions every day and we are faced with this kind of. You do the you do A is wrong. You do B also is wrong. Like mm. everything you do, it seems to be the wrong thing to do. But what do you do in this kind of situation? Yeah. So yeah. So that's a that's a good book, uh, Okay. Fiction. Do you have a book that you like? Penny? I'm trying to. My mind is actually imagining the bookshelf. It's like okay, which book should I? <laughs> <laughs> which book should I pick, la? Okay. Uh, but um, I would say uh, this book called. I can't remember the author, so I read this book very long time ago. Uh, it's called Personality Plus. Yeah, so uh, it talks about like um, uh, four very uh, distinct personality that uh, all of us po uh, possess or dominant in one way or another. So the four personalities are uh, sanguine, um, melancholic, uh, choleric, and also phlegmatic. Yeah, so basically we are categorized in these four personalities. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, I think um, that is a good book, you know, for us to uh, first of all uh, understand uh, ourselves, mm. understand our personality, understand uh, where are our own gaps, mm. and uh, it helps us to also understand people better. Like, uh, why does uh, why do people behave in such a way? Why do you have uh, this disagreement with uh, so and so? Mm. Uh, why do you click with this other person? Mm. So by understanding this. Uh, uh, characters or personality dynamic right makes things actually uh, makes your working relationship at, uh, and your interpersonal relationship with uh, the other person better mm. yeah oh, nice. mm. i'll try to find out who is personality plus yeah okay, it's called personality I'll, I'll plus Google yeah. yeah um what's the best piece of career advice you received from a mentor or someone uh, that you respect what's the best piece of career advice you received from a mentor or someone that you respect um <laughs> I think I said it just uh, don't run out of cash. Oh, don't run out of cash. Uh, that is very good advice. Though, like, that's, that's like the number uh, one. <laughs> um, uh, this is okay. Um, if anything goes wrong, hmm. uh, you could be the one who's at fault. <laughs> <laughs> if anything goes wrong, you could be the one that's at fault. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. Right? Sometimes I, you know, I tell people jokingly, but not really joking. Yeah. There's some truth are, in every joke. Like, put this yeah, way. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, if you like, I, tell, I say that like, if someone's like constantly changing jobs and they hate their boss, mm. you might need to pause for a moment and think, is it you? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not to that extent. Like, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. But, but, I mean, yeah, this yeah. is a, a more uh, extreme ways. Yeah, but uh, the the motivation of this uh, mentor is to ask us to look within, to right. introspect. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, instead of like 
putting the blame on other people or on the situation. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's not to be harsh on ourselves or be a sadist or, or yeah, in, yeah, in, in, yeah, in any sense. Like, yeah, 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 but yeah. Uh, is to really uh, look within. Right, right, mm. right. Because because maybe you like we could be the source of the issue, and yeah. if we can yeah. accept that, then we can fix it. Right, something yes. like that. Mm. It's good. So if you um if you could make a video go viral, mm. right, and the video carried a message that's important to you. What would that message be? Wow. Make a video go yeah. viral. Yeah. Mm. You can't say bloom this. Uh. <laughs> 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 yeah, we should. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really know. Okay, but uh, in my mind, I'm just thinking about uh, a mother and daughter video. Yeah. Mm. Uh, because maybe because I am uh, recently a mother. Like, okay, mm. I, I had a baby daughter. Uh, so, and I think that... Uh, I also want to bring out, uh, bring the message to everyone on you know how uh, great or how sacrificial our our, our mothers are lah. Yeah, for of course for people who who, who has mothers, yeah. Mm. So yeah, I could think of that boring video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we all have mothers. Right? Yeah. We all came from someone. Yeah, yeah. So should. I think that uh, uh, it, it's powerful, and I think that um, uh, mothers are generally. Uh, um, not being appreciated very well, mm. I would say, and uh, it's very often that we overlook uh, the contribution of mother, especially if the mother is someone who uh, stays at home all the time, mm. Uh, mm. or stay at home mother and all yeah. that. So it's very easy to um, discount their effort uh, in terms of you know making a house a home. Yeah. So I think uh, if I were to do a video, I I want to bring this message out uh, to yeah. everybody to get. Um, um, uh, to get people um, understanding, you know, uh, to be more grateful. Yeah, to be more grateful to mother, stay-at-home mother, or whatever kind of mother you are, mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, mm. Eden, what's your message? Uh, I think recently a lot, uh, uh, I think a lot of talks around the environment, lah. And then I also look at our own business and see how are we contributing to take care of the environment in the business in the work that we do so i don't have all the answers it's a very difficult problem uh, to solve unfortunately i'm not in a position to solve that that problem uh, but i think uh, yeah if there's a way to uh, educate people on the little things that they can do uh, every day uh, to take care of our environment uh, yeah that that would be that would be something like, for okay. us to think about nice mm. um, I'm going to just jump straight to the last question. So, uh, what what does the word success mean to you? What does the word success? Because it's like such a vague term, right? And yeah. it means different things. So, what does it mean to you? Mm. Uh, I would say um, that you feel um, at peace, at or at ease, you know, um, with the things that you do, uh, contented, and also uh, contributional. Yeah, that you know the work that you do um, or any actions that you take is actually uh, doing good to people, doing good to the environment, mm. and doing good to um, the things that surrounds you. Mm. Yeah, um, that for me is a success, la. And ultimately, of course, uh, um, that you feel happy. Mm. Yeah, uh, doing that things that that is a success. Yeah, and leaving your. Um, True calling, uh, mm. you know. <laughs> that, that's true calling, yeah. right? Mm. Yeah. Nice. Gideon, what does the word success mean to you? Uh, I think, f- 
firstly, um, I, I always tell myself, let's say I have, I can achieve all things and then um, my foundation is not solid. Like, for example, I mentioned my family mm. uh, and I, the most important thing is my family and myself. Uh, we, are, we are a good a unit, a family unit, a happy family. Uh, that to me is... Uh, that to me is success. I know it sounds quite small, but oh, but big, big. <laughs> but I think that uh, I I know absolutely for sure that my foundation has to be built on um, my loving family. Mm. Uh, so uh, once that is achieved, then um, then everything else uh, uh, will come in place. Uh, basically, uh, keep pushing boundaries in making a difference in in the work that I do. Then like what Penny say, uh, doing your passion every day and, and achieving your calling uh, yeah, mm. it's 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 the next thing, but the most important thing is, uh, m- my family and and a happy family that that is success to me. Nice, nice. That must be music to your ears, too, <laughs> Penny. <laughs> I was very curious to see how aligned your answers were. Yeah, <laughs> if there's a very big gap, you could have a conversation. Okay, okay, have a conversation intervention. Uh, right. Uh, well, thank you to both of you. Uh, for you know being willing to be here to share your story you know i love the conversation uh like i said earlier like i also love what you do at bloom this the products that you make you know and i i'm very happy to see that you've grown i hope mm. that you continue to grow and um ultimately continue to bring that magic to other people mm. yeah so thanks for coming again yeah and, thanks for uh, having yeah, us thanks for having yeah, us and um hopefully maybe one day we can uh, we could do this again sometime in future when your business has reached the next level. Definitely. Yeah, and you can sure. tell us all about it. Happy yeah. to. Happy all right. to. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Hello Mentor podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, do hit that subscribe button, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you're trying to have a great career, or if you want to succeed in business, um, you will benefit from really, really getting to learn from some of the most inspiring people in Malaysia. And hopefully, you can replicate some of that success yourself. Uh, We have many, many more amazing people joining us soon. And we expect to release an episode once every two weeks. So again, do hit that subscribe button to our podcast and you will be notified when the next episode is up. Also, this podcast is supported by WAP the leading professional youth jobs platform in Malaysia. So if you're looking to hire great talent or if you're looking for a new job, do also check us out at wobjobs.com. That's W-O-B-B jobs.com. Thank you again. And I look forward to share the next episode with you soon.